Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 476 for the second half of August 2018. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with a forecast and regularly include other special features. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of thisweekinastrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. To get to a specific part of the show, including the forecast for a particular date, check out the index at the very end of this MP3. You can also see this index in writing at thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. We're going to start, as always, with the forecast, cover that in depth. Then we'll have a listener email replying to a listener chart we did a couple of episodes ago and a very brief announcement. And then our special feature, event timing for the rest of 2018. We don't only get to find out what the juicy windows are for initiation, and there are not many. It's a difficult period, which is why I'm doing this article. But I'm also going to explain to you some of the basic principles of how to choose the best astrological timing. And that's the real juicy part about this. So I'll be giving that to you near the end. But for now, let's get on to the forecast. Mars and Mercury turn direct in the second half of August. This finally clears the deck for significant new beginnings after the September 9th new moon. We also have a shiningly auspicious Jupiter-Neptune trine, the Sun entering Virgo, a harmoniously aspected Pisces full moon, and nine new aspect patterns. What's old as we come into the second half of August? Uh, Mercury and Mars still retrograde, as I mentioned, but turning direct. Also longer-term retrograde, Saturn, Pluto, Neptune, Chiron, and Uranus, most of the slow guys. Also continuing, four T-squares, an envelope, and a triple Thor's hammer, all of which we have discussed on past shows. So now let's move on to our individual days of the forecast. On Thursday, August 16th, intuitive flashes can smoothly guide your practical affairs thanks to a grand trine featuring the Sun, Saturn, and Uranus. It begins today on August 16th, peaks on the 25th, and ends on September 4th. This harmonious aspect pattern can also help you balance the traditional and the unconventional and bring fresh excitement to any soul-aligned work. Because the sun will change signs during the Grand Trine, it has two phases. While the sun's in Leo through August 22nd, this Grand Trine more easily supports leadership, performance, and playfulness. After the sun enters Virgo on August 23rd, the Grand Trine's energies focus more naturally on health, service, and detail work. This aspect pattern is especially strong as it peaks on August 25th, since it is exact within a fraction of a degree. While Grand Trines always give a certain amount for free, adding effort to mine the trine will maximize its benefits. On Friday, August 17th, creative expression gets a lovely boost, if you prioritize it, with a Mercury-Venus-Neptune-Yod. Libran Venus is perfectly poised to amplify creativity. Leonine Mercury is eager to put your creation into the spotlight, and Piscean Neptune, the focal planet, radiates divine inspiration. This yod begins today on August 17th, peaks on the 24th, and ends on the 28th. 
Also, on Friday, August 17th, abundance, abetted by committed partnership, is one wonderful potential of a flowing grand trine with Mars, Ceres, and Juno. This aspect pattern lasts almost six weeks, beginning today on August 17th, peaking on September 5th, and ending on September 27th. This grand trine also smoothly facilitates shadow work. This could be done solely between you and the person with whom you're in a catalyst-catalyzed dynamic, or in a sacred container with a skillful shadow work facilitator. For more on shadow work, go to the search box on astroshaman.com and type Shadow Work Resources, U.S. and International. Also on Friday, August 17th, Synchronistically, these same themes, committed partnership, supporting abundance, and shadow work, are also energized by a trine with Pluto and Juno. Pluto, 19 Capricorn, Juno, 19 Taurus. This easy connection is in orb through September 21st, ending just six days before the grand trine wraps up. This double emphasis gives these themes special power. On Sunday, August 19th, Mercury, which turned retrograde on July 26, around 23 Leo, turns direct today on August 19th at 12.24 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time at 11.5 Leo. As I wrote on July 26, this Leonine Mercury retrograde was an ideal time to reflect on all themes Leo. These include leadership, stepping into the spotlight, risk-taking, speculation, children, playfulness, rest, and recreation. The standard advice following a Mercury retrograde is to start taking action based on the insights you've gained. However, because of two other factors, the remainder of Mars retrograde followed by a waning moon, I recommend waiting at least until the new moon on September 9th before starting a major new project or making a major purchase. In fact, our special feature at the end of this podcast will talk about timing and when to initiate important new things during the rest of the year. Also, on Sunday, August 19th, one of 2018's most important aspects is exact today for the third and final time. This year-long Jupiter-Neptune trine, Jupiter-16 Scorpio, Neptune-16 Pisces, came into orb, which means close enough to resonate, on October 17th of 2017, was exact on December 2nd of 2017, and on May 25th of 2018, and will perfect one last time today on August 19th. It finally leaves orb on October 11th. Jupiter remains in Scorpio throughout this trine. Many wonderful opportunities are open to you while this aspect completes its marathon run. They include an easier flow of energy and information supporting, more direct divine connection in your religious practice, more intuition informing your personal philosophy, your role as a wisdom sharer or spiritual teacher, sacred sexuality, foreign travel, shadow work, occult and spiritual practices, creative inspiration, and dream work. Trines connect easily, but only give you so much for free. The benefit you reap from this aspect will depend on how much effort you put into it. Also, on Sunday, August 19th, breakthroughs in healing and mentoring are fired up by a yod featuring Sun, Mars, and Chiron. It begins today on August 19th, peaks on August 23rd, and ends on August 26th. The following is an unsolicited testimonial. You and Makisla have absolutely transformed my life with ease. 
what you do just directs me to other realms. I adore your teachings, your singing, your insights, your relaxed humor, and your interaction with each other, as well as your verbal cats. This is how connecting with Source should be. Infinite gratitude. Please keep going. That's from Terry, and she wrote that on August 12th of this year. And one more. Thank you, Benjamin and Makisala. I just experienced your ease recording with Ama, and I loved it. Everything Makisala said about divine, unconditional love just melted my heart, and I was crying as she mentioned tears. I'm so appreciative to you both for this gift. It was so powerful beyond my expectations and so amazing to experience your healing space again. Thank you for offering this form of support. Ease is such a benefit to my soul. So much love, Tegan. That's from May 23rd of this year. Ease, the Embodied Awakening Support Experience, offers you free weekly events via phone or web. The online recording library, over 150 MP3s and counting, lets you experience the life-transforming power of ease anytime. To learn more, go to astroshaman.com, go to Services. The third pop-down is Ease, Embodied Awakening Support Experience, free. And click that to learn more and sign up if you wish. On Monday, August 20th, shadow work is the area most likely to be catalyzed by a 40-day T-square with Ceres, Saturn, and Chiron. It starts today on August 20th, peaks on September 9th, and ends on September 28th. Libran Ceres represents shadow work triggered by relationship difficulties. The Saturn-Chiron square excels at bringing challenge wherever it's needed for soul growth. Money matters that need your attention could also be brought to the fore by this T-square. If your own wisdom and discipline are not sufficient, this T-square also supports seeking the counsel of a mentor, Chiron, or wise elder, Saturn, to help you put things straight. On Tuesday, August 21st, the third Grand Trine, beginning in the second half of August, features Pallas, Saturn, and Uranus. This 37-day aspect pattern smoothly supports you in bringing your intuitive flashes into a structured plan to support your feminine assertiveness, strategic initiatives, and practical creativity. If you can do this in service to others, palace in Virgo, all the better. This grand trine begins today on August 21st, peaks on September 8th, and ends on September 26th. Also, on Tuesday, August 21st, some people can feel edgy and irritable under a Sun-Mars quincunx. Sun, 29 Leo, Mars, 29 Capricorn. Give this aspect a positive adjustment by focusing on life-affirming exercise, sexuality, leadership, and performance opportunities. On Thursday, August 23rd, Communication could be challenged under a Mercury-Jupiter-Saturn-Chiron double Thor's hammer. This challenging aspect pattern begins today on the 23rd, peaks on the 28th, and ends on the 31st. At least it's not a triple or quadruple Thor's hammer like we had last time. The two planets of communication, Mercury and Jupiter, are square in this pattern. The other square is between Saturn and Chiron, whose 90-degree connection has brought challenge to everything it aspects this year. The minor hard aspects that connect the planetary pairs foretell choppy waters. Be careful with your words, since any ambiguity could be misinterpreted. If conflict arises, the four-part nonviolent communication process could save the day. If you just Google four-part nonviolent communication process, you'll find those four simple steps easily. 
Used skillfully, this double Thor's hammer could support you in sharing your life-transforming wisdom in a well-organized, authoritative, and entertaining way. Also, on Thursday, August 23rd, that yod with the Sun, Mars, and Chiron that started on the 19th peaks today on the 23rd and ends on the 26th. And finally, on August 23rd, the Sun enters Virgo at 12.08 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. This supports healing, service, and good detail work for the next month. On Friday, August 24th, the yod featuring Mercury, Venus, and Neptune that started on the 17th peaks today on the 24th and ends on the 28th. On Saturday, August 25th, the Grand Trine featuring the Sun, Saturn, and Uranus that started on the 16th peaks today on the 25th and ends on September 4th. Also, on Saturday, August 25th, two trines are exact today, a Sun-Uranus trine, Sun to Virgo, Uranus to Taurus, and a Sun-Saturn trine, Sun 3 Virgo, Saturn 3 Capricorn. Both are part of the Grand Trine featuring the Sun, Saturn, and Uranus that peaks today. And that Grand Trine's interpretation, which I covered earlier in the podcast, will help you understand these aspects in their larger context. On Sunday, August 26th, a full moon shines forth today on August 26th at 7.56 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's at 3 degrees, 12 minutes Pisces. Any Pisces full moon is ideal for release or adjustment in the areas of spiritual union practices, inspired creativity, and dream work. Aspects This full moon aligns tightly with the Sun-Saturn-Uranus Grand Trine that peaked yesterday. It aligns much more loosely with the Grand Trine featuring Pallas, Saturn, and Uranus that started on August 21st and peaks on September 8th. The moon serves as an added kite point for both Grand Trines. These kites provide a smooth yet energetic flow towards spiritual awakening and inspired creativity. On one side of the moon, a tight sextile from Saturn supports more traditional approaches. On the other side, a similarly tight sextile from Uranus supports unconventional or even radical approaches. Alternatively, let Saturn and Uranus play on the same team. Let the intuitive flashes from Uranus set your course. This guidance from your higher self is the most trustworthy information available. Then let Saturn provide the necessary structure and discipline to get you to your goals. A loose opposition from Pallas encourages you to employ strategy and practical creativity in meeting your full moon goals. If self-motivation is an issue, the warrior goddess's feminine assertiveness can help you get in gear. Also, on Sunday, August 26th, a challenging catalyst can help you transform relationships or creativity for the better as Venus squares Pluto. Venus, 19 Libra, Pluto, 19 Capricorn. Here's a recent testimonial. Wonderful insights and tools. Benjamin has wonderful insights and tools for healing and dealing with personal discomfort. He is a gifted, intelligent, and insightful human being. I waited years to do an Astrology Plus session due to the expense, but was not disappointed. I'm hoping that some of the tools he offered and insights into the greater universe will continue to be beneficial throughout my personal journey towards greater consciousness. That's from AT, August 10th, five-star review. And one more, energetic power wash for the soul. I love that. (laughs) Benjamin is the real deal. His shamanic healing is like an energetic power wash for the soul. 
During the healing, I felt held with such gentle support and loving kindness by Benjamin and his partner, Makisala. Shortly after the long-distance healing, I looked out the window and saw a red-tailed hawk swooping low in front of the bank of trees at the edge of my back lawn. The healing was profound and magical, and I've been left with a deep sense of abiding peace in the days since. Thank you, Benjamin. That's from Gretchen A. from August 8th, also a five-star review. That makes 203 five-star reviews so far. All my services are equally effective in person or long distance, and my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. Learn more at astroshaman.com. Choose services on the menu bar. First one down is Astrology Plus. Second one, Shamanic Healing. On Monday, August 27th, Mars, which turned retrograde on June 26th around 9 Aquarius, now turns direct here on August 27th around 29 Capricorn. Mars retrograde was a great time to reflect on leadership, being a warrior, entrepreneurship, assertiveness, and sexuality. 75% of this retrograde was in Aquarius. This was an ideal time to reflect on how fully you've been showing the world your unique individuality taking action on your intuitive flashes, and serving others using the gifts you most love to use. The rest of Mars retrograde was in Capricorn. How are you doing with the themes of authority, maturity, discipline, good time management, and effective planning and implementation? The standard advice following a personal planet turning direct is to start acting on the insights you've gained. However, Mars turns direct during a waning moon, and as I said earlier, I recommend you wait at least until the new moon on September 9th before starting any major new initiatives. Also, on Monday, August 27th, Jupiter's involved in two quintiles today, a Mars-Jupiter quintile, that's Mars 29 Capricorn, Jupiter 17 Scorpio, and a Sun-Jupiter quintile, Sun 5 Virgo, Jupiter 17 Scorpio. The overall vibe of these aspects is abundant good fortune and inspiration. Specific areas that can receive special benefit include assertiveness, athletics, sexuality, and leadership, that's Mars, productivity, maturity, and responsibility, Capricorn, are amplified, as are service, health, and fine-tuning, Virgo. On Tuesday, August 28th, a kite begins with Mars, Ceres, Juno, and Chiron. It's based on that grand trine with Mars, Ceres, and Juno that started 11 days ago on the 17th of August. The kite peaks on September 13th, eight days after the grand trine climaxes, and both aspect patterns end on September 27th. The addition of Chiron as the kite point reemphasizes an existing theme and adds a new one. Because of Ceres, shadow work was already a theme of the Grand Trine. The addition of Chiron, the planet most directly associated with deep psychological healing, puts strong additional emphasis on this theme. As with the Grand Trine, the shadow work could be done solely between you and the person with whom you're in a catalyst-catalyzed dynamic, or in a sacred container with a skillful shadow work facilitator. But the Chiron kite point adds a new possibility, you stepping out as the one healing or mentoring others. Whether you're giving or receiving will depend on how much of your own shadow work you've already done. Also on Tuesday, August 28th, that double Thor's hammer featuring Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn, and Chiron that started on the 23rd peaks today on the 28th and ends on the 31st. 
And finally, on Tuesday, August 28th, learning and communication are strongly energized by a Mercury-Jupiter square. Mercury, 17 Leo, Jupiter, 17 Scorpio. Leo and Scorpio can help make your communications entertaining and transformative. Just be careful to avoid unnecessary verbal confrontations. By the way, the square is part of that double Thor's hammer that I just mentioned. On Thursday, August 30th, in-depth communication with your committed partner or partners is energized by a T-square featuring Mercury, Juno, and Jupiter. It started on August 1st and had its first peak on the 9th. Its second and final peak is today on August 30th before it ends on September 4th. The double peak happens because Mercury began this aspect pattern in retrograde motion and completes it after turning direct. By using this aspect pattern skillfully, you can probe into the depths of any relationship challenges without unnecessary drama. As I already mentioned, my favorite tool for harmonizing relationship challenge is the four-part nonviolent communication process. On Friday, August 31st, revolutionary change in your relationships and creativity are offered by a Venus-Mars-Uranus T-square. This challenging 43-day aspect pattern begins today on August 31st, peaks on September 11th, and ends on October 12th. It's likely that any dysfunctional aspects of important relationships will be triggered by this T-square. If you follow your intuitive flashes, any relationship, however difficult or harmonious it may be, could take a quantum leap to the next level of wonderful. It's also a great time to be adventurous in your creative expression. Uranus may inspire you to take your artistry in a new direction, possibly one you had not anticipated. Looking ahead to our next podcast for the first half of September, we've got some very juicy stuff. We have a Jupiter-Pluto sextile into major planets aspect. It's big news. Saturn will be turning direct. We'll have a new moon in Virgo, a Venus-Mars square, which is always intense around relationships and creativity, and several new aspect patterns. We've got a grand trine, a kite, a cradle, two Thor's hammers, and a double yod key. Especially interesting a cradle that includes Mar Mercury, Jupiter, Neptune, and Pluto. That's going to be really luscious around communications. A Thor's hammer with the Sun, Mars, and Uranus. That's going to be very intense and transformative. And that double yod key with Venus, Mars, Pallas, and Chiron. It's going to be real intense around relationships and creativity. So again, I'll fill you in more when we get to the next show. Please be sure to join me. You can hear my forecast on This Week in Astrology. But would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it conveniently pop into your inbox? And while we're at it, how about occasional bonus articles on astrology, along with simple, powerful healing and awakening techniques? That's what you get with AstroShaman's free email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com. You'll see the newsletter sign-up form at the top of the sidebar. And if you like calculating your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? AstroShaman is an authorized dealer for SolarFire Gold, which also runs on Macs running Windows and recent Windows tablets. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose SolarFire Software from the drop-down menu a free forecast newsletter, and the best available price on SolarFire Gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. This next section will feature a longer listener email and a teeny little announcement. 
This is from episode 474. That was two shows ago. Uh, and our listener chart then featured Carla. In fact, here's what I wrote about that uh, listener chart interpretation on that podcast episode. It says, Our super juicy listener chart features Carla, who's having the lunar eclipse conjoin or oppose her sun, Venus, Mars, Midheaven, and Nader. The fact that each of these personal planets also rules one of Carla's angles creates even more possibilities for this eclipse to catalyze wonderful outcomes. Learn about these myriad opportunities for life-affirming release and adjustment. And then we got this email um, following that. Greetings, Benjamin. I'm sorry it's taken me so long to respond to your reading. I've listened to it four different times, and each time it has brought tears to my eyes. The accuracy was uncanny, especially the line about shifting versions of myself until my dying breath. I transitioned from Carla to Ira, female to male, about two years ago. And of course, there were many other changes along the way. Just a note from me, I received this chart um, when Ira was still Ira and put Ira as his name at the time. This was, of course, before the gender transition. Uh... Ira goes on. So, just how accurate was your reading? Well, I'm currently on my first trip abroad with my brother. We're traveling around Eastern Europe exploring concentration camps, as well as the Jewish quarters of Vienna, Prague, Berlin, and Budapest. In other words, we're learning about our history, our familial roots. Uh, my comment, that's the stimulation of the fourth house. We're halfway through our trip at this point, and I can say that it has been more intense than I imagined it to be. Other accuracies you hit on? After living in Portland, Oregon for the last 18 years and working 13 of those with the same employer, I've decided to relocate to Chicago, Illinois to be closer to my family in Michigan. I'm leaving behind dozens of friends, as well as my apartment of eight years, and although the job is remote, I do plan on looking for new work as the situation at my current one is no longer satisfactory. And I'm going to comment that would affect the 10th house of career, the 4th house of home, and the 7th house of relationship. And as you'll recall, this eclipse was hitting all four angles. Back to Ira. And finally, I'm just now finishing my first book in which I explore inheriting the breast cancer 1 mutation from my mother and the effects said mutation had on my sense of self, my sense of body, etc., I can say without hesitation that I've done a lot of shadow work, although I kind of think that this is what life is, at least that seems to be the main focus of mine, and this isn't something I expect to end. I've noticed, however, that it gets easier with time, so I don't find it as onerous as I once did. Anyway, I could write much more, but for the sake of trying to be somewhat brief, I'll end by saying thank you again for choosing my chart. Sincerely, Ira. Thank you, Ira, for that wonderful feedback. I'm always grateful when part one chart owners give me feedback on what I say. Super helpful. Thank you. And best of luck on your journey. Uh, I mentioned there would be one teeny little announcement, and that is that every third Tuesday here in Asheville, we do a shamanic awakening meetup. Information is in the practical spirituality section. And if you are in the EASE program, then you are automatically aware of that because it's not only an in-person event here in Asheville, it is one of the live events we do on ease every month. And that's the end of the announcements. For our special feature, instead of the usual listener chart, I thought I would give you a post on event timing for the rest of 2018. This is already in writing on the website astroshaman.com. As I post this, it's the first item in the What's New section. And therefore, if you'd rather read it, check it out there. But if you want to hear it, here it is. Event timing for the rest of 2018. 
The second half of 2018 is tricky for those hoping to start a significant new project or make a major purchase. An unusually high concentration of retrograde personal planets makes this period unusually challenging for new beginnings. This article explains basic astrological timing principles as it shows the best initiation windows for the rest of the year. If you're not interested in learning these principles but simply want to know the best initiation timeframes, jump to the time frame list. Of course, that's tricky here on the podcast, so if you truly don't want to hear the technicalities of how to pick the best timing of something, then you should not be listening to the rest of this. Just go ahead and stop the, record, stop the uh, podcast and instead pop over to astroshaman.com, check the written post, and there is a jump link where I said that there in the second paragraph, I believe, and it will take you right to simply the list of timings. So if you're continuing from here, it's because you want to learn something about timing. So let's go. What is electional astrology? Electional astrology is a specialized astrological system that calculates the best possible moment for something new to start. In effect, it creates a birth chart for the event. Electional astrology is used to determine critical moments such as weddings, contract signings, elective surgery, and home sale listings. It's also used to time major purchases, such as cars and homes. Is what you're starting or purchasing going to be important in your life for a significant amount of time? If so, electional astrology can make sure that the stars are aligned in your favor when this new thing officially enters your life. Even if you choose not to consult an electional astrologer, such as myself, to determine the optimal moment of initiation, there are certain basic electional principles you can use on your own. I'll explain these principles as clearly and simply as I can as I present the optimal windows for initiation during the rest of 2018. That fickle window of opportunity. Not all moments within the following time frames are equal. In a post like this, the best I can do is give you broad time frames that avoid the most blatant malefic influences. When I do electional work for clients, the duration of an optimal time frame can vary significantly. Sometimes an ideal window will stretch luxuriously on for an hour. In other cases, the client must be poised like a cat stalking its prey, knowing they must pounce within an uncompromising 87-second window. If what you're starting is not of major importance, the following guidelines should suffice. But if the downstream effects are critical, you'd be wise to have a skilled electional astrologer make sure the deck is stacked in your favor. 2018 Timeframes for Initiation All dates and times are U.S. Eastern Daylight Time. Be sure to make any needed time zone adjustment. For starters, forget anything before September 9th. The first reason for this is that Mars, the planet of initiation, is retrograde through August 27th. Beginning something new when the planet of initiation is retrograde is strongly contraindicated in electional astrology. The day before Mars turns direct on August 26, the moon goes full and enters its waning period. Waning moons are also a no-no for new beginnings. You want the light of the moon brightening, not dimming, for an optimal election. At least if you're starting something new. Next, September 9 through 24. It's only at the next new moon, on September 9th at 2.02 p.m., that we have our next viable electional period. It lasts from the moment of the new moon until the moon goes void on September 10th at 11.12 a.m. By the way, to keep things simple, I round up to the next minute for the beginning of electional periods and round back to the beginning of the minute for the end of electional periods. That's just to be safe. Void, of course, moons. 
there's more than one way to calculate when the moon goes void. Very little is cut and dried in astrology, and its practitioners must have a high tolerance for controversy. The definition I use is that the moon has made its last Ptolemaic aspect before entering the next sign. Ptolemaic aspects are the five defined by Ptolemy, conjunction, which is zero degrees, opposition, 180 degrees, trine, 120 degrees, square, 90 degrees, and sextile, 60 degrees. In this case, the Virgo moon goes void as it trines Mars. When the moon makes a conjunction, trine, or sextile as it goes void, I'll explore the moon's tenure in that sign for electional possibilities. But if the moon goes void with a square or opposition, I eliminate the moon's tenure in that sign from consideration. The void of course period itself, between the last Ptolemaic aspect and the moon's entry into the next sign, is another disallowed period. The moon enters Libra on September 10th, but goes void with a square to Pluto on the 11th. This excludes the entire Libra moon period from consideration. The moon's next sign, Scorpio, opens up our longest window of opportunity so far. The moon enters Scorpio on September 12th at 2.15 p.m. It goes void with a sextile on September 14th at 4.53 a.m. Hard moon aspects prior to void. Technically, the entire period I just mentioned is usable, but now another technical consideration enters the picture, hard aspects made by the moon as it passes through a sign. Each hard aspect, that would be a square or an opposition, made by the moon between the elected event and the void represents a challenge that will be encountered. These challenges won't necessarily prevent a successful outcome, but they will make it more difficult to achieve. Ideally, one would choose the sweet spot between the moon's last hard aspect and the void. In this instance, the moon's first two aspects after entering Scorpio are hard, while the remainder are soft. So the sweet spot in this sign would be from September 12th at 5.51 p.m., just after the moon-Uranus opposition, through the previously mentioned void on September 14th at 4.53 a.m. The rest of September. Let's continue our consideration of this waxing moon period. The Sagittarius moon ends with a hard aspect, sorry, no dice. But the Capricorn moon initially appears to be a contender, starting on September 17th at 7.08 a.m. and ending with a soft void on September 19th at 1.09 p.m. This period's sweet spot after the last hard aspect starts on the 17th at 7.54 a.m. However, there's a non-lunar event, a Mars-Uranus square on September 18th. This powerful hard aspect is volatile and unpredictable, too much of a wild card for me to be comfortable choosing a date during this Capricorn moon. The following Aquarius moon ends with a hard void, but the Pisces moon is 100% sweet spot. It's free of hard lunar aspects from start to finish, from its sign entry on September 22nd at 8.27 a.m. to its soft void on the 24th at 1.25 a.m. The Pisces moon is our final electional window during this waxing moon. The Aries moon ends with a hard aspect and also contains the full moon that marks the end of this increasing period of light. Long drought, brief rain. Now we enter a long period of electional drought relieved only by one brief rain shower. The waning moon lasts from September 24th through October 8th, but Venus turns retrograde during the waning moon on October 5th. 
Venus retrograde is not an absolute deal breaker for new elections, but it's a definite no-no for some and a significant negative factor for others. It might be best to avoid Venus retrograde entirely. Venus is retrograde for six weeks, from October 5th until November 16th at 5.51 a.m. As if that wasn't enough, Mercury turns retrograde at 8.33 p.m. on the same day Venus goes direct. This only leaves a gap of just under 15 hours between Venus direct and Mercury retrograde. New beginnings and major purchases are best avoided during Mercury retrograde. Fortunately, this gap's Pisces moon period is viable. The moon does make one hard aspect after this short window of opportunity before going void, a square to Mercury, but it's a minor concern I can live with. So there is a brief window of opportunity on November 16th, starting at 5.51 a.m. and ending at 8.33 p.m. Mercury retrograde ends on December 6th, immediately followed by a new moon on December 7th at 2.20 a.m. December. This new moon finally puts us past these unusually dense months of personal planet retrogrades. The December waxing moon period offers several electional windows. Rather than repeat the level of detail I've used so far, I'll simply list both the full and sweet spots for each viable period. And uh, at, in the written form of this article, I had a jump point at the end of the second paragraph. This is that point that jumps right here. For those who jump to this spot, and as a concise review for everyone else, I'll list the viable time frames discussed so far, followed by the December windows of opportunity. And I'm going to vary the order here. I'm about to give a long list, and that could be really boring, and it's actually probably better done on the website. So I'm going to do the conclusion next, and then as a PS, I'll come back to those dates if you want them verbally. So now skipping the dates, which I will come back to in a moment, but here's the conclusion. As technical as this article may have seemed, it's only the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the subtle intricacies of electional astrology. I sometimes consider dozens of additional factors when electing an event for a client. Some time periods offer up several solid electional choices, while others are more stingy than Scrooge. All an electional astrologer can do is find the most favorable alignments available that fit the client's needs. If you'd like to learn more about electional astrology, Joanne Hamper's book, Electional Astrology, The Art of Timing, is an excellent introduction. There's even a Kindle edition now. I hope this has helped you determine the best time frames for new beginnings during the rest of 2018, and perhaps helped you learn a thing or two about how to determine good astrological timing. As I said above, the windows of opportunity above will at least help you avoid the worst gotchas. If you need more precise timing, check out my Electional Astrology Services. You can do that by going on the menu bar, going to Services, choose Astrology Plus, and right there at the top, there is a link to Timing, which is electional. I wish you infinite blessings, whatever you choose to do, whenever you choose to do it. You know, I said I was going to do that PS right here, but I think I'm going to delay it to the very end of the podcast. We're pretty much at the end now anyway. So let me go ahead and roll the end credits. And after them, I will, uh, I'll run these lists. And then the very last thing you'll hear will be the index timings that always come at the extreme end. But let's go ahead and wrap the show. And then I'll be back with the verbal timings on these uh, windows of initiation in 2018. Again, they're also in writing on the website, astroshaman.com. Uh, the post is in the What's New section, easily visible. Thank you. And I'll be back shortly with that PS and the verbal timings. 
Living a harmonious life can be difficult, especially these days when things are moving so fast. You'd think that those of us committed to personal and spiritual growth would have it easier, but sometimes it seems as if our lofty aspirations cause us to face even greater challenges. Fortunately, you have a map to guide you, your astrology chart. It can reveal a wealth of information about your soul purpose, your optimal career, and your ideal romantic partner. Spirituality, timing, relocation, your chart, when interpreted by an insightful, experienced astrologer, can provide helpful insights into every area of life. And since the moving planets keep activating different parts of your chart, getting astrology updates at least once a year can help you keep focused on what's important now. But astrology is only the beginning here at Astro Shaman. We also offer shamanic healing, which can reduce or eliminate physical, emotional, and mental issues. Your shamanic healing session will also equip you with simple, powerful techniques you can use on your own to help you take your healing and spiritual awakening to the next level. We also offer other services to help improve your life, including awakening activation, electional astrology, mentoring, and more. All are equally effective in person or by phone or Skype. A digital recording of your session is included, and my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. To learn more, visit astroshaman.com. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you. Okay, you're still listening, so I guess you do want to hear me read out all those electional windows for the rest of the year. Again, you can see these in writing at astroshaman.com. Just go to homepage, what's new, and you should see it linked there. It's also currently the first post in my astrology section, a little lower down on the page, but here they are verbally. September, Virgo Moon, viable September 9, 2.02 p.m. through the 10th, 11.12 a.m. Sweet spot is identical. Libra Moon, not viable. Scorpio Moon, viable the 12th at 2.15 p.m. through the 14th at 4.53 a.m. Sweet Spot starts September 12th, 5.51 p.m. Sagittarius Moon, not viable. Capricorn Moon, September 17th, 7.08 a.m. through the 19th at 1.09 p.m. Sweet Spot starts September 17th, 7.54 a.m. This Capricorn Moon period is not recommended due to that Mars-Uranus square. Aquarius Moon, not viable. Pisces Moon, viable September 22nd, 8.27 a.m. through the 24th at 1.25 a.m. Sweet Spot is identical. November Pisces Moon, viable November 16, 5.51 a.m. through 8.33 p.m. This is the brief gap between Venus turning direct and Mercury turning retrograde. December. Sagittarius Moon, viable December 7th, 2.21 a.m. through the 8th, 5 a.m. Sweet Spot begins the 8th at 2.56 a.m. Capricorn Moon, not viable. Aquarius Moon, Viable December 10th, 6.40 p.m. through December 13th, 5.19 a.m. Sweet Spot begins the 11th at 6.01 a.m. Pisces Moon, not viable. Aries Moon, viable December 15th, 7.44 p.m. through the 18th, 2.21 a.m. Sweet Spot begins the 17th at 10.20 a.m. Taurus Moon, Viable December 18, 4.38 a.m. through the 19th, 7.41 p.m. Sweet spot begins the 19th at 1.54 a.m. Gemini Moon, technically viable, but not recommended, because the moon makes five hard aspects before its soft void, and the sweet spot after the last void is barely more than an hour long, and the Cancer Moon is not viable. 
The rest of December is unsuitable for new beginnings because of its waning moon. And this ends the PS on the timing post. We're wrapping up this edition of This Week in Astrology. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign-up for two great opportunities, chances to win a free consultation and have your chart interpreted on the show. You can also donate to support us. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. From there, you'll be automatically redirected to the This Week in Astrology area of astroshaman.com. You can listen to This Week in Astrology on your smartphone or tablet at stitcher.com. And if you're an iTunes listener, please do subscribe there so that we can remain the number one astrology podcast on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2018 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every month. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's the index. The overview begins at 1 minute, 36 seconds. August 16th, 2.22. The 17th, 3.22. The 19th, 5.03. The 20th, 9.03. The 21st, 9.45. The 23rd, 10.39. The 24th, 12.06. The 25th, 12.17. The 26th, 12.58. The 27th, 16.23. The 28th, 18.09. The 30th, 19.57. The 31st, 20.41. Next show's highlights, 21.27. Email and announcement, 23.21. Our special feature on timing openings for the rest of the year, 27.04. And the continuation and ending of the particular timing windows is at 40.59. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in Astrology.